Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We have a lot to talk about today, including hitting on some NBA over-unders and recapping the news over the last week or so. PJ, joining me as always to, to talk about everything NBA and then also about some other non-NBA stuff. What's going on, man? What is good? We are recording on a Tuesday, September 18th. Uh, so the biggest news today um, is mushrooms. That, uh, mushrooms. Really, two things that we'll talk. One, we'll definitely talk a little bit. Oh, jeez, I didn't <laughs> didn't know what you were talking about at first, and then that clicked. Uh, yeah, if you are listening to this, uh, I'll probably put it out tonight. But I guarantee, if you are googling on September nineteenth, anything having to do with mushrooms, you'll get some interesting. You were under a rock. Hilarious results. You had a you had a shitty Tuesday. And I'm sorry, but the, the the big news out of the NBA today was a Philly has a GM in Elton Brand, which, which is kind of weird. I mean, I, well, I understand. I think that it's a good it's good in that Elton Brand obviously played for the Sixers. He is a was a great NBA. He's a solid NBA player for a long time. Battled a lot of injuries, uh, but. Had a very long NBA career. I like when I think of Elton Brand, I think of him as a Clipper or as a Sixer, and not as a I Bull. Am, but no, I'm sure that that's how you remember him. By I mean the genesis, yes, of him, yes, would be as a Bull, and I, he was the basis for many of my middle school Bulls, Chicago Bull takes, wishing he was still on the Bulls. Well, I circle what of makes trust. Him, what makes him qualified to be a GM? Let's just dive in on that. Like, well, fine, yeah, great. Because circle of trust, I a knew he was working in the Sixers front office. I b did not know he was the VP of basketball operations. <laughs> and c I uh, I don't know what so. My initial, like, off the cusp, because this just, we'll just drop this bomb maybe an hour before we jumped on here to record. Uh, so, it's an internal hire, uh, but what took you so damn long if you had the guy in your own office? Like, that's the one, I if, if there's a red flag here would be, if you got the guy in the office, you're working with him every day, you, you interviewed these other candidates... What there was obviously something about Elton Brand that you weren't convinced about, or you know, what what was the reason or the process behind being like, well, we we did all the searching, and we ended up coming back to the guy that was in our building the whole time. Was it was it, it and maybe it is simply as far as experience, but the woge tweet here goes, he made a strong impression on ownership and Brett Brown in process, beating out several other inside and outside candidates. So what, like, I, I, I'm interested to read more about this and to find out what they were going through because I want to know what those strong impressions were and why it took you... I mean, the Colangelo thing happened in June? Right? Yeah. Man, that seems like such a long time ago. That's bizarre. Was it, was it wow. before the draft? This is... I mean, this is just how we're... I mean, fuck, dude. Well, every draft feels they like drafted a goddamn with, month. They drafted with no GM. Right, so it was before the draft. Um, yeah. So this happened in late May, May. early June. Yep. Um, 
I don't know why it takes you that long for your inside guy. I, I, if you thought an inside hire was the right move, and you're going through, there's a couple candidates here. Fine. Like if you think you need to go to an outside move, and it's just not there, you come back inside. But I just, it seems weird to me to wait this long to make a hire for a guy that was in, has been in your building the whole damn time. Granted, maybe it's something they see. Okay, this team's pretty set. Brett Brown's like. The fact that that part always makes me weary too is just in this where it's like made a strong impression on ownership and Brett Brown. But so I've never been in this situation and I just don't know how I'd handle it as far as like you interviewing or like being a part of the guy that's going to ultimately be your boss. Yeah. Like, like Brett, is this like a cope since Brett Brown was wearing the GM pants for a couple months? Over the summer, like they're gonna have equal say in personnel to start, and they're gonna because the, in a way this this reads to me, and I'm just like uh, like initial impression would be they see enough. There's a strong impression of like I think Drew Elton Brand will grow into being a good GM, but he might not be there yet. Same time, there's no one else blowing us by, and like he is the most potential to be the mm-hmm. best of what we what we've seen so far, what we're considering, well, and this team things. doesn't. Like Go ahead, I would finish, just say, oh, I would just say, yeah, my like rap would just be like, thought what they would really be like is, are they, do they think their roster is set enough and in, in where it needs to be that like there aren't these big moves down the road? Because well, in some ways, no. I, I I think there there still are, but maybe they're they're thinking it's two three years down the line. I just it it seems like a real quick it's two shift years. to go from Colangelo who is go from Sam Hinkie to Colangelo. To Elton Brand now, like of those three characters, of those three guys, all very different, and and they're all conceivably trying to carry out the same plan, like and they're doing it all very differently and different, obviously experience level in this too, and, and their approach to the game. And I don't know what Elton Brand is. I just until today, I didn't even know he's VP of Basketball Operations. I knew he was in the front office and he was with the team, but I. Besides that, there was I was never hearing about Elton Brand being a, a strong voice or a strong figure in the office. It was so to go from Colangelo, who's literally his entire life was be, built around being a front office person, was groomed like since he was a kid, basically I mean, by his dad, like to be in this role. Go from that to a guy that's coming from the league, so he's well respected. But I yeah, I don't know what qualifies him or what what this strong. I, it'll be just. Interesting to to read what these strong impressions were, what that they, they blew them away. That took four months, <laughs> like um, we're a month away from the season starting. Like, hey, we'll, let's finally we'll fill that that GM void. <laughs> we probably will never truly know what all happened there, but a few things. One, uh, so this position has been vacant since June seventh. The Ringer article written by Ben Detrick was written on May 29th. So that's okay. when this whole yeah. thing first came out. And then week. it you know, progressed over the course of about a week, and then it ultimately resu- uh, resulted in uh, Colangelo resigning. Um, but this is a, the timing of this, and this will transition well into some other news that came out today about the salary cap over the next few years. But the, the Sixers' next two years is going to prove critical to what – this team is able to do and and how competitive they're going to be in the Eastern Conference over the next couple of years. And the reason I say that 
is a they did a really good job over the last year a in my well i guess that's my opinion a good job in locking and beat up long term it was a max contract it's not all guaranteed but based off of his talent and how well he played last year and how healthy he was last year i think it's a worthwhile investment um i'd agree <laughs> yeah uh you have Ben Simmons still on his rookie deal for two more years, and then you're going to max him, barring something crazy happening between now and then. And then you're going to be pretty cap-strapped because uh, you also have Saric coming up. Um, and you're you're paying Rocco, and that was a very front-loaded deal, so he's, very, he's pretty cap-friendly considering uh, he is a very good version of a 3-and-D player. Um but my point being that after you pay Saric and after you pay Simmons, and Saric won't get a max, but he's going to get paid some money. Uh, then you're then you got Fultz, then and who who knows what we're going to have there? And uh, they're not like between like these max contracts that they're going to get between these rookies. Like this is the time that this team needs to get a third star to really really make a run in the Eastern Conference and a lot of people speculated last year like is LeBron going to go there are they going to get Paul George are they going to try to trade for Kawhi those things didn't happen so now what do they do and GM's going to play a big role in that so I'm curious to see how Elton Brand is going to play into this you know another thing that we can talk about is if Jimmy Butler becomes available on the trade market are the Sixers going to be making a run at a guy like him because I think I think that is a very, that's a really good defensive team if you can get Jimmy, especially if you can retain Rocco to play. Like if you have a lineup with Simmons and B, Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler and Robert Covington, that is a, that's a like that's a lineup that it's a may have lineup. might have a little bit of a spacing issue uh, with Simmons and Jimmy's like an okay three point shooter, uh, but. Simmons, you know, we'll see how much he can stretch the floor this season. Um, but they're going to be an absolute terror defensively. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens out of all of that and what, you know, what Elton Brand's going to do over the next year or so because I think they're going to have some – they'll have some cap room. Um, but we learned this past free agency getting – getting guys to just walk away from their current team uh, unless it's LeBron James going to LA is not easy. Paul George uh, teams probably could have traded for him and didn't because they thought he was going to walk to LA and that didn't happen. So uh, like to see Philly, like even if you got to deal with some assets to get a, to get a third piece to be along with Embiid and Simmons, I think it's worth taking that risk at this point, which we should probably transition to talking about Jimmy. Because that's uh, I'm, I'm personally very nervous about, and I'd like to get your take on it. Uh, well, uh, I mean, it will be. Uh, it's a weird. I mean, couple of days of just like this meeting happening, and the on again, off again, where it's going to take place, nature of it. Uh, it. It's more. I mean, it's advantageous for the. For Tibbs, and it, it just—I it, it do feel bad because it, it does feel like all of a sudden, quickly, things are, are tur- turning on Tibbs in a way I don't know if he thought would be happening his second year into having Jimmy Butler. 
Not been a good two years for Tibbs. Not good. <laughs> but Not good. I would I would just say though that the one one piece to this is that the Wolves do have some leverage still in this. And um they they from the perspective I understand, you know, and I don't think Jimmy really needs to commit to them this year. Uh, I, I was joking with you in your text. I was like, this meeting could just be them shitting on, on Cat and just, like, <laughs> vetting frustrations that I'm sure both of them kind of have with him at points. And, you know, Jimmy is, is Tibbs' golden child, so I, I do wonder how much he's going to bend to Jimmy. But as we've heard in other reports and stuff, I mean, Cat's pretty untouchable in all of this, and these two guys are Well, the owner views Cat as untouchable. Which would make Glenn that untouchable. Yeah, Glenn? yeah, but but I want to be. Spe- I guess the only reason I'm. You're right, but the the reason I'm saying that is because I don't. I don't necessarily think that Tibbs views him that way. I don't, and neither does. Jim- I mean, Jimmy thinks he's untouchable, and I think if Tibbs had a pick, he would value Jimmy more than than Carl Anthony Towns. Which yes, take that, swallow that, and tell me how that tastes. Cause that's a weird. Uh, it's not good. It's a weird place to be, but at least at least I can find solace, and I'm confident that Carl Anthony Towns is going to be a Timberwolf for at least the next six years. Yeah, like I don't think this is, this outcome is cats getting traded, but it's funny to it's funny to me that we have a situation. Where, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got some Sandy dogs playing chess the, over there. <laughs> Sandy decided to bring a, a bone into the hardwood floor. Oh. That's good. Uh, She's just saying, "Give can we throw the T Wolves a bone, please?" Yeah, exactly. That is exactly what she's saying. Um, but the the dynamics of this meeting, in a lot of ways, is I uh, I feel like it is what you just said. It's hey Jimmy, can you throw me a bone? Help me out here. Like if you leave, it's it's not gonna be a good look for me. Gave up a draft pick and two guys for you. Let's make this work. But I don't know if it's it's gonna work. Like. It's just like he's kind of created this this scenario for himself, uh, and and Jimmy holds leverage over Tibbs more than I think he does over the Timberwolves. Is was my greater point in this is where does loyalty to a guy versus like your career really play out? The T Wolves can't offer him more money than anyone else uh, since they do retain his bird rights. That's through- the biggest thing for their advantage, or like the biggest thing they have going for them with Jimmy right now is that they can offer a, you know, five year, I think $188 million contract. Right. Whereas other teams can offer like four and 139. Yeah. That's about right. And that's like, that may not sound like a ton, but Jimmy is, I think 28, 29. He's 29. This will. So this is going to be, he might get another short term, pretty lucrative deal after this next one. But this is, is, this is his, you know, he signed his last contract with the Bulls a few years before the massive cap spike. Well, so he yeah. did not get to take advantage of of the massively increased max contracts he, out there. So this well, is the he would have if he. Yeah, but if he was still with the Bulls, if he was still with the Bulls, he would have deal. Yeah, but I'm, well, I'm saying if he was still with the Bulls, he not been traded. He would have gotten. He could have been super, super max. Not super, super, it's, it's super, super Dragon Ball Z. 
uh, he would have been super max eligible with the Bulls, uh, especially since he made since he made the third team All NBA this last season. He he would be he was with the Bulls, but he's still T Wolves don't have the most money. I mean, <laughs> we were just kind of mentioning the cap stuff. Like he might look at this as more of a short term. And this is where like the reports of LA or teaming up with Kyrie is coming to play with him in some ways. Like it, I get more of the impression like he's going for the more shorter term deal to try to get a second payday out of this and maybe extend get an extra year or two. Well, but see, my I think that I don't he know truly there's a balance between the contract he's going to be signing versus having a chance to contend to win a championship. And I think that's what, like, talking about what this meeting really is, first of all, I think in general, it's kind of dumb. What yeah, are you really going to, what are you going to figure out in this two hour, however long it is meeting that's going to address or not address any of these issues that you have developed over the course of an entire season being on this team. It yeah. just doesn't make a ton of sense well, to me. But look, this team over the this year and the next does not have many options with the cap. No. They the, they have the, very, very little that they can do. Their bet their option is that we need to do what we can to tr- we need to try to keep this group together for another two years at least. We need because to extend you, this window for two more years. But here's Three the other years. thing. Is that and I agree with you, that is the best option. You get Jimmy to stay, even if he's full bore, I'm on board with this team. I want to sign a max. If you have Andrew Wiggins, Carnathy Towns, and Jimmy Butler on max contracts. Looking at so the the next two years worth of projected salary cap numbers came out today. A year from now, hundred and nine million a year from then. 118 million even with those numbers between like all three of those players to still be on contract and you dropped FT's contract by that point you you dropped jeff t you still have diang so between the 16 million and an expiring diang contract which at that point may be tradable until then will not be you've got wiggins on 30 plus you've got cat on 30 plus and you have jimmy on almost 40 so that's 100 right there you don't have a ton of options. What do you like? What is this team looking well, like with those three building blocks? They need to. You hope they're in. You hope Cad and Wiggins are. Hope Jimmy can stay at his level of production, and Cad and Wiggins are growing, and and, and then Wiggins you figure is, the rest out. Yeah. Exactly. And, have, and that at that, that point you have three out. guys, and you yeah you you roll with it from there. The and that that can all pan out. I hope that happens. It's a good problem to have. Oh. But if the the ultimate the worry here is that this just continues to fester throughout this entire year and honestly if Tibbs is the head coach of this team they're not trading Jimmy they will not trade him when when Tibbs is going to be the head coach and uh, president of basketball operations of the Timberwolves like Jimmy's going to be a T-Wolf so we're yeah. going to see one of two things happen we're going to see Tibbs continue to be the coach and we're going to see this team fester. Like, there's a version of this that all works out and great, and the T-Wolves are competitive in the Western Conference for the next 
four or so years, maybe longer, you know, once who knows when Wiggins and Jimmy's contracts would expire, but there's another, what more likely version. Cause let's be honest. Like, do you think Jimmy's going to resign with Minnesota? Uh, I could see it because this is where my, my Jimmy criticism, cause I <laughs> just got, I've had so many thoughts on the guy cause he's so per- He's just one of those guys that, like, I see and I just – everything about him, I'm just I, – I just – I don't trust him. I think he's uh, super fake. I just think he's I, – I, I know I've said this multiple times on this the pod, but it's like he is a guy who has reached a level where he should technically be a superstar and does things and acts ways and is trying to play the role of superstar, but he's really not a superstar. He is a very interesting case of just very good player, but A, has never been argued as like, I mean, I think everyone would say he's a top 25 NBA player. No, not top 15 player, I would say. I don't think you're going to get many people argue against that. Uh, like P- named PFT commenter. <laughs> uh, like he could be a top 10, like you could you can even make an argument he's a top 10 player, but there, there is a there is a clear ceiling to his game. I think he could easily be a number two with a lot of different players. But he has been in these situations where he has been propped up as the star of a team, and he attracts his attention. And he, I, I think he really tries to personify what a superstar is doing, and I, I'd say he plays superstar because he makes comments, he does actions. He, he, he it's essentially he's reading a script of like, well, this is what a superstar would say in this situation. So I'm going to say it. I don't think he means half the stuff he says. One of those things, well, a superstar, if he's feeling uncertain about his future of his is is with a team he's on, he's not sure if that's the place that's most ideal for him to do. What would the superstar playbook say you do? You set a meeting with the president of basketball operations, with the head coach, and then you have them fly out to L.A. where you're training, and you have this 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 meeting, and, and you said it earlier. It's I don't think this meeting is going to accomplish anything because I don't think Jimmy's going to commit to them right now. And I you said I don't think Tibbs is going to trade him. I think if he's given the option of you have to trade him and get something back for him, or you're fired and we're gonna, I'm going to get someone in here that will trade him and get something back of value because he's – I'm not, you know, that's Glenn Taylor's decision. Might be the worst owner in the NBA. It's not a good decision for T-Wolves fans. Uh, But, like, that's kind of where I see it playing out, though, is, yeah, it's just going to be, like, to me, it it just feels like theater. It just feels like Jimmy's theater to do this. But in the end, ultimately, if he plays the whole year with the T-Wolves, you told me this time, like, like he signed a three-year extension with them and, he, he pulls the Paul George. Like, I could easily see him signing a Paul George contract with the Timberwolves next year. And, like, that precedent's been set there. It's a short term enough, and it's enough time for him to get paid a, a one more time. Because one thing we do know, and I the, the truest thing I, I, I do believe about Jimmy, even though I think he's very fake and a lot of his outward stuff is, like, that guy is believes in himself more than anyone else. And Dan Will should and has has proven time after time after time of him betting on himself and him proving other people wrong. Like I could see him bet on himself, like, yeah, let me get a short term deal here. 
maybe I get traded after that. You know, whatever. Maybe he asks out a year after that to get traded because he's just done with it or whatever. But I, I, I could also see him being like, no, I want to. I do want to win. I want to show I can be a championship player. He hears schmucks like me say, I don't think he can win a championship on his own, but. I don't think he can, and I think it would take him linking up with a guy like Kyrie or someone like that, and he'd be the second-best player on a team. Maybe he's ready for that now, and he can be the second-best player on a championship team and be, like, regarded. Look at like, – I, I could definitely see Jimmy in the mentality of, like, just because of how he – it seems he's be like, well, yeah, like, Steph and KD are, like, both superstars, and, you know, they're – Looked at it as the same way. Like, I could be that with Kyrie. Kyrie and I could be a one a one A and one B kind of a superstar tandem that wins a championship. Right. Well, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna resign. Uh, I would say it's fifty fifty. I, I I if I were to put odds on it, it's fifty fifty at this point. But like, look, it, but it, but if he hates playing with Wiggins and he hates playing with Towns, does he for sure? I have heard nothing positive about his relationship with those two players have you read heard no. anything positive nothing positive. but i just I, I don't know if it's theater i just like i, I just i like uh, that's my initial reaction with anything jimmy butler is it all feels like theater to me what i would what he actually before, wants is is unknown to me i don't know who jimmy butler really is if jimmy's not coming back on some sort of short or long-term deal with this team you probably gotta. You know, this next season, we're either gonna see him stick around, they're gonna get nothing in return, and then we're gonna see a very sad version of the Timberwolves going into next season because they're still gonna have. They could sign barely, and trade him. They're gonna have barely any, any cap room. Or, they're gonna have. Um, they're gonna fire Sips, and they're gonna have, and they're gonna trade Jimmy, which I think. I think is the most likely thing to happen this season. They trade him. Is that Tibbs is no longer the coach of this team? Oh, yeah, that could. And that Jimmy is traded off of. He, he Jimmy get... is traded. Yeah. And there are a lot of teams that I think they could get. This is a conversation for another day. There are a lot of teams that the T Wolves could theoretically, anyway, get a, a decent return from, including the Sixers, Lakers, Celtics. Celtics, etc. I don't know. Right. Make a ton of sense. Throw another wing at the Celtics, but well, you get one of the young. You get one of those said young wings back that oh, plays. Not not trading Jason Tatum. I didn't say. I I'm not. I, listen, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. In in if the Timberwolves are going, so I'd Boston be my first call to see what they'd be willing to part ways with for uh for jimmy but i um yeah i mean tibbs is definitely the 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 this president and bat and, and head coach thing ain't in a uh doesn't work so that that does hurt tibbs it's not in his favor but like from his perspective i will like we can wrap this up and, and but like we said this last week too is that he, I, I can, I just know his mentality is like we were in the top four teams in the West last year when Jimmy was healthy. Guys, like this can work, even though like we weren't on sinking. Like they're the first half of the season, and he's like right. they weren't, they weren't he's right. clicking. And, but like in his mind, it's like we weren't even clicking on all cylinders then. And like then Jim, we were just getting in a groove. Jimmy gets hurt, 
But guys, like, trust me, we can do this together. We just got to get all sides aligned and, and playing nice again. But like, uh, it's like I think that I think if you get the if you're getting what Andrew Wiggins could be, which is essentially a super three and D wing guy, and you're getting super uh, three and D, and then you're getting a really like you're getting peak cat. And you're getting Jimmy, who is you know takes a slight step forward from what he has been doing. I can't say it's going to be too big of a jump because he's been pretty good. Yeah. Then that's a, that is a that's a squad that's going to be a top four team in the West. And if you're in the top four in the West, a lot can happen. Does Jimmy really need to be better? I I don't think I think Jimmy could be the same as he was last. Like he's been pretty consistent the last right. three four seasons. You're it's, right. You're right. He uh, he doesn't need to be better. I'm just saying that if you if you want to see like. Jimmy, I think Jimmy could be better. Like if you saw Jimmy uh, shoot forty percent from three next year, well, that'd be nice. That'd be improved. that'd be nice. If that was the only thing that improved from his no, game, yeah, he could just have a better shooting season. Sure, like yeah, you can a little bit of that. No, like the the wolves the wolves conversation just changes when we get Cat to be the 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 promised the the chosen one the promised prophet that kind of be the the another anthony davis type guy in his own way and like that it's kind of like been this promised thing and it's just you see bits of it you see it like i i I, everything a lot of people can close their eyes and like it's gonna be there but i think we have to have the con like it's it's we're not there yet but there's there's a a closing in of the conversation of like what is really like cat's max is he can he get to anything Davis level, or is he just going to be like a more athletic, like worse defensive version of like Marcus All? Like, I kind of see like those two ends for him. Right. Well, like, I mean, he's already better offensively than Marcus All, but uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Marcus All's pretty good. I'm a. I like Marcus All as far as a modern like. I kind of need some more of the, the defensive side. I honestly, if you, not that somebody want to hear, but like if Tibbs get the choice, he'd be like, Marcus Saul or Cat right now. I guarantee you, he says Marcus Saul. Oh, I agree. My point being that Marcus Saul, Marcus Saul has never averaged twenty points a game a season. He's never averaged ten rebounds. Yeah, he hasn't. No. This is where. His best season, 19 and a half points, six damn, rebounds. Damn, you got that you got that those receipts up that quick? Yeah. Oh damn, look at you. So look at you, Mr. Basketball. My my point being is like offensively, Cat is significantly you know, better. Ask him to score all this. I mean, it was pre- 19 and a half. Oh, come on, man. I'm I think we're being a little nitpicky here. I will take these numbers. I will he take He is not Cat has averaged a double double over his career, and he's averaged you know 23, 23 <laughs> points a game, eleven rebounds a game over his career. He's uh, also been the primary twenty one and twelve. Up. Last year, twenty one and twelve over his three years in the league. He averaged twenty five and twelve flat two years ago. He averaged twenty one and twelve last year. Yeah, but that just doesn't... Shot 42% from three last year. 
ultra the issue is you're not giving me the answers that i had preconceived in my head of what (laughs) yeah that i think that's the problem we should move on this has been way too much t wolves talk i think it's pretty relevant though ultra it is very relevant i could talk about this all day but you know maybe we'll get some strictly bulls t wolves takes before the beginning of the season but i'm just gonna just make one point here before we get off this topic I, eh. Mr. Mr. Gasol's value over replacement is a thirty-three point three, and Cats at a fourteen. So my eye test is not wrong, sir. Well, he has right. a seventy-three and a half win share. Cats at a thirty-five win share. Advanced stats t- got cat. Yeah, they do. It helps my eye test. I uh, telling you, Tibbs would. Uh, I mean, granted, there's some of this is. Their career. I mean, it's it's different stretches, but yeah, much different careers between those two. Margaret came over from Europe and was not yeah. uh, heavily featured Cat's until got a he was in PR. his twenties. And <laughs> All right, well, smaller sample size, whatever. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, so basically, D-Wade, to summarize, we need let's talk about we D-Wade. need Cat to be we need Cat to be better. Let's Cat. talk about D Wade quick, so harder, quick, Cat. and LeBron. We're gonna talk about D Wade quick and LeBron quick, and then we're gonna do over unders here. D Wade's going back quick. to Miami one more year. One last dance, baby. Uh, did you watch the video? No, I watched it. Um, I thought he was gonna retire. <laughs> it's super confusing. The tone of the video is very weird. Uh, because he's talking about all these things. It was like very retrospective and, um. It kind of like like you spent nine minutes of it. it was, I was captivated for a good portion of it, but it was like like nine minutes. I'm like, what's he really? Talk-? He's just like talking about stuff, and uh, I mean, he shouted out his his agent uh, who had passed away, whose name I'm blanking on at this. Uh, it was it, it was Hank. Uh, shoot, what's Hank's? Uh, hey, oh yeah, Hank Thomas. He shouted out his agent, Hank Thomas, who died last year. Talked about like how that affected him. Uh, but I do I do like the idea of him finishing. Like everyone kind of was at the point where like he's going to the heater. He's not. He's done. We're all pretty much at that arrived at that thing. So it will be. It will make the heat interesting. Uh, just from that storyline, I think there's. I mean, pretty. Uh, I haven't grown to enjoy post uh, big three heat basketball. They've got a lot of uh, like league pass fun players. I guess I would describe them as. So it, yeah, it'll be cool. I mean, I've, I think as like it's gotten to this point, Wade. Like every kind of couple months, I just like kind of marvel at his career and appreciate it more and more. Uh, I don't the 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 farewell tour is kind of. I have mixed feelings on it because it, it just it kind of gets annoying, and I think Sports Center and some of just like the coverage of it gets to be a little bit overwhelming and annoying. But at the same time, like he is one of the greatest, probably top five shooting guard of all time, uh, as far as no accomplishments, question. everything. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I saw on tweet was like. Dwayne Wade's gonna get the uh, get the uh, farewell tour that Paul Pierce thought he deserved. <laughs> oh jeez, they don't love yeah, you like that. I, uh, I mean, 
people forget how good he was when he beat the Mavs with Shaq. Mm. And uh, glad that we get that guy for one more year. I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I, di- I wasn't totally resigned to the idea of like that playoff game against Philly, like him having that crazy game. Like that what kind of being game, a, game four that that game three yeah. or game four game th- that they yeah. ended up winning. They had like twenty some points. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was almost like I was comfortable with like that. That was going to be his last memory. I mean, he's he's still just an unbelievable scorer. Still has it. Yeah. It's just can't do it for thirty six plus minutes a night is the problem. Yeah, and I don't think I I almost I mean like he does not get enough. I mean he talked about it in the video just like people saying like this is gonna. Your body's not going to last and take all this, but he's extended it far more longer than other guys. Like his, he's extended his career far more than like a guy like Allen Iverson did, who was in that same kind of like their style of play. I mean, he's physically bigger and stuff, but he's taken such good care of his body and is a big reason. Like LeBron has and kind of shifted his. Miami does. Miami doesn't. Uh, they have pretty strict requirements, right? On but that kind of stuff. And if he's a product of that, fine. But it's it's certainly a, you, the the results are are there. Um, so yeah, I, I I I'm I'm looking forward. It'll make it'll add to another storyline with everything. I'm really between this, uh, him announcing this, and uh, like coupled with Brian Erlacher getting like last night, uh, he was getting honored like Hall of Fame stuff and like hearing some of those bears like i'm having these very like oh shit like i'm i always had talked about like the oh i'm feeling gonna feel old as a sports fan when i can i can can remember watching a guy get drafted and then see him retire like it was like that first batch of guys that i see like that full arching career like i can say i remember every you know year of x player like i'm like oh that's when i'm so I'm there. So like now I'm considering myself like I'm an adult now. That was kind of my, my real line in the sand. So Dwayne Wade is kind of a part of that class of I had always considered once LeBron retired, like that was gonna be the real that was gonna be a real line in the sand of my sports fandom life, but this no, is like the press this is the precursor to like I'm just I'm seeing it, it's we're I'm I'm an adult. I have to establish myself as an adult now with some of this cuz like I've I've seen that that whole play out now. So we uh I'm really surprised this hasn't come up in this conversation already, but we're approaching the 1 year anniversary of Gab Union's very famous radio interview uh yeah. which she talked about Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I mean LeBron talked about uh on Ellen about the Kiwi thought it was ass. Thought it was an ass. So I mean, it's clear uh, the training regimen is not the only other thing. Your humor is clearly changing over time because. Well, it's, it was the joke's been made. I mean, it's like, hey, I'm not, I'm not one to talk negatively about eating ass. Uh, <laughs> I've never had my ass eaten. It's like I don't partake. I haven't partaken, but like, hey, that's not a thing. They have a very loving, they have a great relationship. <laughs> they're they're second in my power rankings of couples the internet I think would be most upset to see broken up behind Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. I think I think Gabby Union and uh, Dwayne Wade have done tremendous things the last uh, couple of years to to rise their stock. They're a lovable social media couple. 
Um, wow. Uh, I guess did you hear that we like apparently we've been saying Chrissy Teigen wrong the whole time? Yeah, it's was it Teigen? I believe so. Can we get our social yeah. media? Is our social media expert in research and development on your end over there to confirm what how we're supposed to say it? <laughs> uh, that is the the person that uh, oh it's Teigen. Teigen, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Who knew? Um, Who knew? Speaking I, of you, L.A. You had made a comment, uh, or I, I honestly, you, you know, full disclosure, but peeling back the curtain a little bit, PJ usually handles uh, providing a bit of a rundown for these pods. and So they're basically everything I want to talk LeBron about. LeBron going full L.A. I don't know what that means. I've, I, I follow him on social media. I saw his Instas from last night. Like, I know he's smoking cigs and, like, LeBron hoodie, or LeBron a Lakers hoodie, uh, just chilling. But like, I'm I'm curious to know what what exactly you meant by that. Oh, I just it was a simple comment of like, LeBron's had himself a real real run of like, if you were like a like I'm a I'm now like fully there was that period of like oh man, like saying not the words LeBron's a Laker LeBron's a Laker is like it was it still felt weird and foreign and like I just couldn't picture it and now I've seen him in the jersey. But his his week last week was like, yeah, he's in fucking Los Angeles. He's in L.A. Like, as foreign and weird as it to still say, like, President Trump, like, that was kind of how I felt, like, about saying LeBron's a Laker. And now it's like... In a much better way, I hope. Yes. But, like, it just those things sounded so, like, fabricated and, like, so far out there. Like, when they were thrown out there, I was like, that's not kind of going to actually happen. Um. The LeBron one I've I've coupled with, and now I've realized it's true, and I've accept I'm accepting of it. The President Trump thing, we're still every time you say it, it doesn't make sense. Um, but to the LeBron piece, uh, he's gone. He's 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 his actions last week. So I think it was I, I'm confused now. I, I can't re- maybe it was a couple of both because it was it seemed like they were doing a birthday for his wife's Savannah, but also like talking about their 25th year together or their five-year anniversary may have come up but essentially he had daniel caesar who's uh, an r&b uh hip-hop uh, uh, um artist he was singing like doing a private little concert for like their family for for his wife savannah's birthday like in their house just like a private little thing and that's I was like, damn, that's pretty fucking L.A. as shit move, LeBron. Like, good for you. He wasn't getting anyone flying out to Cleveland to do that. Um, he had to fucking pay people to throw a party in Cleveland, or and it was half of them were his teammates. Then the following night, he had a party of some kind with a big group like Jr. was there, Kendrick Perkins, um, all his all his boys were were out and about. But then. Travis Scott showed up and just started to do a performance right in there. And, like, the videos and stuff of LeBron doing it. I was just like, damn, like, there is no question. LeBron is, is living in L.A. and is, is embracing and is, like, having himself a time already. Like, he is enjoying himself in L.A. But it's just, like, those, those couple of things were the final kind of straw of, like, yes, he is he is 100% into L.A. And he's I think he's announced, like, 12,000 new shows that he's helping launch now. I mean, the last week of 
my feed. I feel like every day I'm getting a new LeBron's launching this show and LeBron's spearheading this new show. Um, so he is he's gone full just full blown LA. So I just was like wanted I put it on there just to declare everyone that if you're 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 not sure it still seems like there is he's done enough in this offseason I think now to make us all accepting of the fact and it's just now that they've accepted that I'm just very excited for the season. I had a little moment on like Friday and I was like, damn, I really want basketball. I really want basketball back now. Like I wanted to just go home and watch a basketball game on Friday. After we restarted the pod back up, and I'm like, I just, I started playing 2K, and just the whole, all the buzzes of basketball are, are here, buddy. Only one more month, PJ. It's Damn, I was hoping for a little more energy on that response. That was a quite a sigh. Well, the good news is that you have 2K, right? I do have 2K. Got 2K. Sneakers are starting to come out. The sneak, uh, LeBron 16s are, are a bit uh, underwhelming. I would say a little, a little polarizing. I've yeah, seen versions just... I like, and there's some really crazy ones too. Um, I'm not, I don't want to judge off the first. I mean, I like the red, the red and black one, I don't mind. But, dude, the 15s did get some hate really early on. I think like they got really accepted as more of the colorways and stuff came out. I do like that gold one. The one that was they had the like all women design team do, those are pretty nice. I mean, they're just not one I'm buy. Like I think I told you in a, when we were talking last week at one point, or maybe it was a week after before that, I was like, I'm more inclined to like wait for the 15 lows to like, go on sale and add another one of those pairs. I really, I love the 15s. Yeah, I know you do. I like them too. They're one of my favorite ones that LeBron has come out with. Um. We should I'm waiting, for the, I'm waiting for those stay freaky ones. I know. I know. I'm excited to see what those actually look like. But over-unders, man. Let's hit these. Hit gotta, it, hit it, hit it, hit it. I think we can these could take. Morning. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to take us more than 20, but that's okay. Um, so I'm going in a very weird order, and that's because I'm using the over-unders on Bovada.com. And Ultra's and, too uh, lazy to write them down in any sort of organizational fashion, folks. So this is so why we're just gonna do this. More behind the curtains of seeing what I have to deal with every time we record. Yes, that's why I very. handle the rundowns. Otherwise, we'd have no organization whatsoever. It'd be just it's, chaos, right, Ultra? I don't know why you gotta fucking throw me under the bus <laughs> like this, but you know what? I'm gonna let hey, it slide. Hey, I just I'm like Jimmy. I just want you to work harder. Work as hard as me, Ultra. Can you just show the work ethic that just I show, show every it. day? Can you just show me? for championships. Did I lose uh, you? Did I? Did I? <laughs> Speaking of a team that's not going to be competing for championships this season, Utah Jazz over under, which is funny that they're listed first because you're they right. actually, Bovada, if you're listening, got two over-unders on here right now. My guy, you got 49 and a half, you got 49. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use the first one listed, forty-nine and a half Utah Good. Jazz. I am under. If I we were doing like a lock, I would lock at the under. They won forty-eight games last year. Uh, no, no huge additions for this team, but but uh, they did uh, re-sign Dante Exum, Derek Favors. Um, they drafted Grayson Allen. Yeah, they did. 
and so I'm sure that's why you're thinking they're over. Well, I think they're over, Ultra, because you pointed the perfect point for me. Thank you so much. Where are they getting these wins from, man? Well, they're getting them from the idea that Rudy Gobert is not going to be gone for 25-plus games. And they still got 48 wins off that. You got second year of Donovan Mitchell. You had in Grayson Allen. They got 48 last year. They're a, a young unit that's another year together. Makes sense to me. I think they're a 50-win team. I have the over on that. Hmm. Under. Uh, and I, I really don't have much else to say. You You're, well, so we now. started this pod as both jazz haters, and Donovan Mitchell made the jazz cool, in my opinion. And I like I Donovan the Mitchell. The jazz are cool now, man. Jazz are cool. Accept it. They're I fun don't now. Think, I don't think they're cool. They're kind of fun. But I don't see them winning 50 games. And I don't, I think they're going to win 46, I, 47 games. I don't think we, they're going up a few games. We are gonna we are gonna figure out a bet for this jazz one. Oh, I'm starring okay. it. This is <laughs> okay. this is gonna be a point of contention between the two of us that I want to talk shit about for the remainder of the season already. The Raptors over under is set at fifty five and a half games. They won fifty nine games last season. I have the over on this one. I also have the over ultra because uh, guess what? They got Kawhi Leonard. They're gonna be and good. they don't. There's no LeBron and. They've traditionally been a pretty good regular season team. You're going to see a better version of the Celtics and Sixers this year. I think the Pacers will be a little tougher. The Bucks will be tougher. Everyone else is a complete question mark below that. And I think this team is is well-suited to win close to 60 games, barring something crazy with Kawhi. I could definitely. The see only risky thing games. here is like we, you and I are assuming that Kawhi is going to be healthy, and we're going to see a very there is there is we're going to see an elite version of Kawhi Leonard playing seventy plus games for the Raptors this year. There is no indication at this point that Kawhi is not healthy, so I'm assuming he's playing and is completely fine, and will be doing his damnedest to reassure everyone of said healthiness and ability and I think he's warming up to Toronto so I yeah I would not be surprised if this team gets 60 wins at all not one bit the Sixers 54 games they won 52 games last season and I lean the under here but slightly mm. over and over again over and over again. Okay. Because it's all in my head. That do you think it's going to be going to go over and over? Would again. this be one that you felt good about putting money on? Yeah, I feel good about this one. Uh, okay. I feel I feel I better the, about it this year than I did last they're, year. They're a little bit injury prone. Yeah, but Embiid is the worry. We had him healthy all year last year, and they right. won fifty-two games. So yeah, so I'm gonna assume, I'm gonna go off like. 54 last year, I think I would be more nervous about because I hadn't seen He's They've at least proven that they have a way that Joel can play 65 games. That's all I just need out of him, 65 games. Ben Simmons and the rest of the crew do do the rest. Um, you know, We'll see if the Markel Fultz weirdness changes. But, uh, yeah, if he's a positive contributor this year, yeah. But this East, like, there's – Five teams, I'm very just like bullish on their overs, and they'd be they're them and the Raptors are two teams you talked about. They're two of them, 
Oh, wait, the Bucks, another one? Uh, one of the other ones is the Celtics. <laughs> Spoiler, but. So top three teams in the East last year, you have them over. Okay, we'll get to them. Thunder is next, 48 and a half wins. This might be the one I am the most confident will be over. 48 and a half? 48 and a half. I'm confident about it as long as Robertson is back and just the defense gets back to that first half level they had. Um, You got Patrick Patterson, who's going to actually be healthy and not coming off knee injury. You got Schroeder. You're six man of the year pick. You're going to go for your boy there. Look, I like him. I know. A lot. I was you very like clear about how I thought his role was going to play into this team. But more importantly, I think losing Melo is really addition by subtraction with this team. And then you are going to have a better bench with Schroeder. I just, I, I, think I can't team, wait for the resurgence of Nerlens Noel takes that get the story that gets brought up in like November and then fades away in January. Oh, <laughs> So you have the over two with this one. I do. I think they're. I think they have a, a strong, yeah, case if they're the mellow factor just may have not worked and uh, they. I don't know if they're gonna pick up more wins than that. I'm. I'm more leaning on the idea of Robertson being back and just that where they were defensively. I'm. I'm. I'm just in my mind says like they'll if they can they'll get back to that with Robertson. Offensively, hopefully, it's just a more efficient scoring but it's like they're just gonna basically just roll out the 2014 game plan essentially that billy donovan unpacked to begin the or 20 fit whatever year right with katie and, and ross it's just like it, that's that's what you're gonna see again and that team was over 50 wins so yeah and i like their supporting cast more this year than i did last year right um Knicks, 29 and a half games, won 29 games last year. I definitely like the under with this one. They going down like Sully Sullenberg and the Hudson, baby. Under. Yeah, don't like it. Uh, Gristoff's not going to play this year. KP's healthy. We're having a completely different conversation. But with him hey, being out, this team just doesn't have a lot to work with. The, I mean, the Mar- Ennis is coming back. Yeah. I, dude, I will say my one early prediction on the, the Knicks is that I can just feel the Mario Mario Hazonia and like Kevin Knox are just gonna be talked about ag nauseum if any time they have a good game. Like Knicks fans, I know are just gonna love it when Hazonia is in some reason like put up like 25, 30 point game in like before it was Christmas. They should be like, oh Hazonia, yeah, and Kevin Knox will hopefully Kevin Knox is good. I I do think it'd be fun if Kevin Knox was good like in on the Knicks. Like I do well really like that story, but. I didn't see some Hazonia hype coming down the pipeline with Nick fans. I love Mario Hazonia. He had some flashes last year. He was actually kind of fun for a little Orlando, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> yes, see did. how he fits in Knicks, man. You could I, be a uh, Knicks fan, Ultra. If it all I goes down, it. talk yourself hey, into that. Hey, I, I, if Michael Beasley had had resigned with them, you know, then maybe that would have been. The last push I needed to jump on. You that want Evan wagon, Fournier and Mario Hazonia over Victor Oladipo? Instead, I is that something you'd be interested in? Oh, of course. Uh, you could instead, be the GM of the Magic. Congratulations, sir. Thanks. Instead, I'm still a fan of the T Wolves, who are actually the next team. Forty-five and a half wins. They won forty-seven games last year. If I was this, this is one I would one hundred percent stay away from because. I don't yeah. have any idea 
Uh, they could they could honestly this is a team that if they could win 50 games. This is also a team that could win 35 if things really explode. Uh, I lean towards the under with this though. Yeah, if based if, off of how deep the West is, I would agree of not putting any money towards it because there is we just spent 20 minutes of this pod almost talking about it. Um, there's a lot of questions. If there was a man with a gun to my head and told me to put my twenty dollars or hundred dollars, I had to go one way or the other. Yeah, I'm going under because I, I could see yeah the scenario of maybe them trading Jimmy at some point or you know just some turmoil here that that this team isn't gonna be back. But if things go clicking, yep, they like we said this team, they could be top four team in the West easily. And they showed it last year. So I mentioned this team earlier, but the Milwaukee Bucks is at 48. I have the over. Although I think it's going to be close. It's going to be very close. It's uh, got... They did sign your boy Urson this offseason. Fuck you! But more importantly... We're here to talk got... about Brooke Lopez <laughs> signing. But more importantly, they got the Brooke future. Lopez, who I think is a solid, is a solid signing. And, you know what's a, something I realized? There's I would really like to know from the Lopez brothers have they like they have an agreement they can't be within like they have to oh, like last year was the farthest apart they had been like basically in his career for a while. I mean, I guess the beginning part when Brooke was bouncing around, but like or, I mean Robin was bouncing around, but like they were both in New York now. Like Robin's in Chicago, Brooks in Milwaukee. It's just like you know they find a way back to each other always. Now they just need to find a way on the same team with one another again. Um, to digress, uh, my proclamation the Bucks are going to be a 50-win team that I had last year comes true this year. Going to bash my head in the wall until I'm either FCTE or the Bucks get 50 wins. they got to do it at some point. Budenoser, the new – just having a coach in Giannis another year. They have to, <laughs> they have to get 50 wins this year. Damn it. I, I like their odds. I, I like the over too. They're and not I like the, the over. They are not my lock though of of teams. That I would say of overs. I'm, I wouldn't lock them. This is close to a lock for me. I like the Pacers over forty seven and a half games. That is a for sure lock in my opinion. The Pacers over. So look over. this off season. I like. I I don't like. They kind of. I mean, with with the increase in the cap, they should be fine. But between. They let Al Jefferson walk. Did great. Glenn Robinson, Lance Stevenson out the door. Alex Poitras, who is a real shame that he battled injuries at Kentucky because he, I think, would have been a really good NBA player had he stayed healthy. But they did get Tyreek Evans and Doug McDermott, who are Doug older McDermott. players but had solid years last year. Doug really helped space the floor. Dude, no, Doug, Doug's not that old. But Doug's Ty- Tyreek, Tyreek's been around for a while. Yeah. This is the second contract for Doug. Uh, Doug's going to be help space the floor a little bit, play 25, 30 minutes a game. And, uh, like, Miles Turner was not very good last year, and they still won 48 games. So I, I believe in Victor Oladipo. I think they win 50 games. Yeah, I think they're definitely in that 50-game range. Yeah, this is – I'm – very bull. This isn't the most bullish of all the over-unders I have. We're going to get to it in a little bit here. But, yeah, Miles Turner has been working a lot. He's he's in one of the off-season workout champion vid of the videos. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm high on the Pacers for sure. They 
they surprised people last year, but I think they're just going to build off that. Um, Detroit Pistons, 38. This is a tough one. I would stay away from it. Thirty. They won 39 last year. Um, yeah. They got Blake halfway yeah. through the year. Yeah. <laughs> you want to say it first or should I say mine? I'll say mine yeah, first. Yeah, you say your first. I don't know why, but I said, over! Over! <laughs> over! I don't know why. I know I'm going to think that's dumb, but over! I'm going I'm going I'm going under just because I mean if you're projecting the the first the first three teams in the east to to be over you can't have and we got the bucks over we got the pacers over the 40 <laughs> so, games like they could win 40 games and be in the playoffs they could but are they knocking out the wizards of the heat they're not the calves are probably dropping the Cavs are definitely dropping. I don't think yeah. they're making the playoffs. Ah, oh, boy. Yeah, I didn't do the math on the wins here. I probably, I probably fucked myself somewhere along the way here. But yeah, I'm under with the Pistons, but it's gonna be close. Oh, there's there no be... reason. You should definitely be on. Like, there is a ton of. I'm just like they won 39 really games last that year. Reggie, Reggie. I mean, I like Andre Drummond. I really like him. I think he is somewhat underrated. And yeah. all the trade talks with him, I don't necessarily get. He he was better. He was if, really really good last year. Um, I don't love the fit next if, to him next to Blake. Yeah, but I think if Blake's healthy for if Blake plays like seventy games, that's where like that's asking a lot. Yeah, Blake's sixty five. Fine, give me fifty five. Like he's, I think he can be like for regular season wise, like he can do some nice stuff for them and that that conference like. I just yeah, there's not. He's gonna have a lot of really nice matchups every night. Did um, you say sixty-five games? Yeah, I know. Don't don't give me the stat, boy. Okay, I know he's probably never played that, and that was like four years. It's four exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like Blake a lot. I don't. Uh, yeah, there. This is a pick of like. I know every reason why. They are definitely going to be under, and I like will be not surprised at all. But like right now, I'm just feeling good, and I feel like giving Piston fans a break and saying they're going to be over because it would be nice if they were over. Brooklyn Nets. It's the last nice thing I'm going to say about Detroit ever. Thirty-two games for Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn. See, this is where you. Gotta, I say under. Think under. I say, I say under too. I think they're right there. They're they're, they're they're heads towards next summer, and I just I I think they could float, but like thirty two is a nice number for them. Like I see thirty three maybe, is, but I could I'm seeing more like squeaking that twenty eight to thirty range. Guys, they brought in Ed Davis, Jared Dudley, Kenneth Fareed, Travion Graham, Shabazz Napier, <laughs> uh, and then they drafted two guys that I I cannot pronounce their names, so I'm not gonna try. Uh-huh. Um, so they're this is a kind of a tough team to peg for but sure. But because they're well coached, they're super well coached. Well coached, they have some good, they have some good guards. I'm still a D'Angelo Russell believer. I like him. Um, but Spencer yeah, Dinwiddie. Gotta, Spencer Dinwiddie, fun, fun to watch. Very he might clutch. not have as good a year this year. But yeah, I I'm not betting on him being that consistent. Yes, uh, the. Phoenix Suns, 
29 and a half games. They won 21 uh, games last the, year. They do not have a point guard. Yeah, because they got rid of they got rid of Booker's buddy. I'm Mr. over Hughes. on this. Over. I'm over. I'm under. I think they're going to be a fucking hard team to play every night. But I think they're going to lose a lot of close. I, I can just see them losing some very close they have, games. They've got some tough wings. They're really young. I think DeAndre Ayton, while I still don't necessarily agree with them taking him number one, I think he is going to be a solid center yeah, right away. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they could squeak out 30 wins. I don't. I didn't like them trading for Ryan Anderson. Um, Booker, you know, we'll see when Devin Booker gets back. I mean... Should be fine, but like um, yeah. I I, I just I, I think they're going to be competitive. They're going to be far more competitive with Ariza and just the influx of some veterans, new talent. But I just I think they're going to be that team that just is close in some games, and they're going to lose lose a lot, of, like some close games, just from being young and inexperienced. So like at some key spots of guys that they're going to want to have close the games for them. Pelicans, 45 and a half games. I'm a strong under. I'm a sad under, but I do say under. We talked about this a little bit last week with AD, but um, I do. I mean, I could convince myself, yeah, 80s, MVP level, they're definitely going to be over on this one. Uh, but just based on that team and it's just the vibes, I just I, I need to see what they're – going to do with that other guard spot who's going to be able to play the best with Drew Holiday uh yeah I just don't it seemed to all click last year yeah with and without Boogie I don't see it happening again I'm not a Miritich believer we'll <laughs> tell, like, tell me I'll see some consistency guy Lakers 48 and a half wins I it's my shock folks I <laughs> took the under really I think they're like right at forty-eight. I think I, under two. I, I took the under. under. Now I, the pro, what could really, really bone us here is if they make a trade during the season, which I oh, think yeah, is likely. Yeah. But when that happens, I think it ends up putting them. You know, if they made a trade early in the season, I could definitely see them going over. But uh, I, I think, think LeBron's the trade deadline. I think LeBron's like really good this year with being like the six, fit five or six seed. Like I don't think he's needs to really. I but, mean, and the theory of him just kind of punting on this year and just trying to get another guy or two in the door next year and trying to win after that. I don't think it's dumb. I no. don't think it's that's definitely in play. I like. Well, the under. I don't think it's like punting. I don't like. I think it's just. He's gonna be patient and take his time to like. I think, really, uh, like based on this move, just look and figure out who who do we currently have that like I need to keep. Like who can I really really play with and rely on next year when I'm we're gonna be winning a chance. Like he's gonna be in that mindset of like who can I trust from these young guys early because it's gonna be a big adjustment for those guys too. Just this change of expectations overnight for them. Right. Uh, so I think it's to figure out who can I play with, who's expendable, and then those expendable pieces get put over here, and Magic and uh, whatever the fuck what's his name, <laughs> who's the Lakers GM? Uh, Magic Magic Johnson. 
No, it's Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka, thank you. It's yeah. Magic Rob. Here are the guys you can trade. Here's the guys I want to keep. Get me Kawhi and someone else. It's it is anything is in play with this team. Yeah, you could pretty much like with the off season acquisitions they made. I think anything is in play during the regular season. Yeah, Bulls twenty nine and a half. Oh, just back to back with them. I'm taking the under. I think they're like a, sitting at like twenty eight twenty nine. I I know for I have a very it's much. Make, so, it seems like a very well placed line. I don't. Yes, it's I, very. It's not it's, one that not one I see as betting on, but I lean towards the under too. It's one they didn't give him thirty because I would definitely have gone like hard on. But it's like it's enough to challenge meatball Chicago fans. Like no, nah, they can get the over here. Uh, this team I think can outscore. Tw- 28 teams 28 times for sure though they'll, they'll have some offense to that but i do think they're gonna give up so many points uh they just yeah they're not gonna i don't think they get 30 wins i don't think so either um trailblazers won 49 games last year they're over under set at 42 i gotta say that i pick the under I'm i like the there. over here you do. I almost want to parlay the over and not making the playoffs with the Trailblazers. That's what I think is going to happen. I wow. think they win about 43, 44 games. They don't make it. Uh, yeah, I'm just I – don't, I just don't like the idea of just basically running that thing back completely. There, I needed, I needed some sort of gut punch, that, that group. I, just, I feel like they're going to be a little stale. Just that's just the vibe I kind of get with them right now. They're just a little too stale for me. I think they needed something to just spice things up. Sandy agrees. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm the over with them. I don't think that they're going to regress seven games, bringing back the group. They re- they lost at Davis, Pat Connaughton off the bench. Uh, Shabazz is good for them, but I they're going to be fine. Um, I think I the West is just so tough. I don't think they're going to win much more than forty two, but I, I think they're going to be right there. And I, I would I lean towards the over. Cavs are set at thirty and a half games. This is a really tough one to pick because this team is completely built around LeBron. But I've I've got I've got the over. I have the over as well. Like K Love, I think they can find a version with him. I like Colin Sexton. Yeah. They still have a lot of shooting around. Tristan Thompson, like, what version of a player is he without LeBron James? We're going to find out. If Larry Nance can be – like, Larry Nance is the one guy I'm, like, excited to really watch him for very – like, I I would like to see how he performs in maybe a more expanded role if they can can give him more of a – like, it's almost like the the competitive – like backup for Tristan to maybe motivate Tristan, but maybe he can spawn into that role of Tristan. Tristan can't be the guy, right? Um, Hawks twenty three and a half games. They won twenty four games last year. I have the under. One of the teams I don't care about at all. Not a Trey Young. Believe I hope I see none of their twenty wins. I know I'm going to see them quite a bit because they're East Coast and they tend to be on league pass when I'm working out, but we'll see. 
Yeah, I got the under. Seem to watch a lot of Hawks and Hornets basketball. Hornets basketball is yeah king of the post work so early Eastern East Coast game. Yeah. So yeah, whoever the Hornets are playing, that's probably one of the few times I'll see them. Um, Wizards forty four and a half games. I'm uh, over. I took the over as well. I feel really good about that one. They Do won 43 you? games last year. I think that Dwight Howard and this team can work. <laughs> and I think I think I think we see a healthy John Wall this year, and so I think we see over 44. Healthy John Wall gets you over 45 for sure. Gets you to 45 for sure. You being this early to say the Dwight Howard thing gonna work is uh, you got some marbles it, on you over there, buddy. Yeah, I just I'm. I don't think this team is going to get past the first, second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs, but I, 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 I like him better than Marcin Gortat. Well, you, as maybe a Austin player Rivers. is in the locker. I mean, I don't know. Is... Austin Rivers, though, maybe he just messes. Up oh, that's that's yeah. Austin and Dwight is going to one of. The, I want to know Truly who Marquise Morris is punching first of those two. That's a great question. Yeah, I know. Um, so I know you're the over on the Spurs. Forty. Whoa! And what a half. the fuck? That's what? bullshit, man. You didn't. Why? You just didn't let me sell that one at all. You just took it and steal the. We have talked about this at nauseum. Not on the pod. We we have made several comments about in Spurs over every year. We've made. Ugh. We have talked about that. But of all the years, this is the one I was the most bad. This is the year of doubt. Well, sell me on it. Ugh. I don't want it now. I had it all. My uh, hype speech up. And you just I'm kicked sorry. me in the newts, you bastard. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have them over because they won 40 fucking six games last year without Kawhi. And they get a top fucking 12 player that's actually going to play for them this year. He's a very good regular season player, Namar. And I think he's going to like San Antonio more than people thought he was. And I think he's going to be pissed. And fuck you, Ultra. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I really God was not trying to ruin it. anything. <laughs> oh, my God. I know you have the over. You know that, damn it, because I talk to you fucking every day. Well, I didn't. I did not know that you had this. I, I didn't even know care this. about the rest. I was supposed to lay out the red carpet for you with this. You laid it out by just killing. I was going to sell it like Dwayne Wade sold his one last dance. So I got one uh, last fucking leg. You swept the leg from underneath me. Fucking Cobra Kai over there. Yeah, we really should have you host. <laughs> you should be leading these because I clearly am no longer qualified. <laughs> You gotta sell this, man. Jeez. The over. I'm like, a, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna make any other presumptions through the rest of this. It's the. It is the single. I mean, to give it like, I've been just like, of all these over unders, like this is the one where I'm like, I want to put all of my money on this one. Like, I just, I don't care about anything. I was like, of for sure, of of guarantees over guarantees of over guarantees, like. I would I would bet almost anything on the Spurs getting the over on this one. Well, we can still do that. We we will, damn it, or we will not be friends. If we do okay, not take the right, over. Okay, all right, okay. Kings, twenty six games. You I have the under. Do you know what I have? 
You want to say it? No, I don't know. Okay. I have the under. They're going to be poo-poo. They're going to be poo-poo platter, no question. Orlando Magic, 31 games. Oh, the other team that is so poo-poo. I want to take the under that I will watch 31 minutes of Magic basketball, but I know it's factually they're incorrect. East, East Coast, too. I'm going to see them quite a bit. But well, they're, I'm going to watch them when they play the Bulls and the Bucks, and I'm just going to fucking hate them. I well, the least interested I've them. ever been in a basketball team, I think, is the – there's – like, I kind of – like, I just – what is their I, – I like Jonathan Isaac coming out of, of, of college. No fucking interest watching him on that dog shit team. Like, Aaron Gordon, fucking whatever. Get out of – it's nothing. Not gonna, nah, nothing. Nothing for me on that. Let me so under. Maybe the worst team. Timothy Moskov plays for them. That makes you feel better. No, it doesn't. It will make me. I will be interested in that when he ends up being on some local Orlando like uh, boob shop or some like Hooters, some local like surf and turf where the waitresses wear scandalous clothing. When he's on that local advertisement, I'll be interested in watching that. Well, all right then. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, heat, forty-one and a half games. I got the over. I I I think they're gonna they're they're usually good for forty just off the off the cuss. I mean, Spolster is such yeah. a good coach. I think. I think, I think it's very it's it's close. Um, I I think they're gonna win around forty-three games. Though. Yeah. So I I I like the over. Grizzlies, 33-and-a-half. Not touching this with a 20-foot pole because what the hell are we going to see from them? I think under, though. I like the over. So, so does Sandy. Does Sandy. Yeah. So you I, see some health in the future of this team. I'm, I'm – yeah, dude, I'm kind of – I'm eating up there. I, I'm – I I've been going back. It was kind of like you. I was I was on the I was on the the fence of like how do I uh, one I found out they have Marshawn Brooks, which I didn't know he was still in the league. Yeah, so that's a good sign. Um, He's a very very good fantasy pickup towards the but end. But dude, of I've been I've been eating up. I've been like butt chugging some Jaron Jackson uh, hype. I I'm very very excited for him to to watch him. He's Gonna be a rookie. I, I'm. I'm very. I'm you more high in him than I was at four next day. to Marcus Ol. I think so. I think so too. It's just gonna be a big lineup, but they're gonna be. There's. It's the new and improved. I like that they got Gary Temple. Um, yeah, dude. There's a. There's a. There's a. There's a lot of like. I think they're gonna be gritty and their normal stuff. But I mean, as long as Mike Conley's gritty healthy, Grizzlies, think, baby. Yeah, I think with Conley healthy. They win 34, 35 games in the West. Why not? Clippers, 36 and a half games. Under! Their team sucks. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not really sure. a bad roster. They've got too many guards and not enough spots. Like I am shocked that the Clippers have a higher win total here than the Grizzlies. I yeah, think the Grizzlies I just deserve to be higher. I think Doc might get booted after this year, it kind of looks like. I think Lee Jenkins got brought in to write his eventual uh, departure from the team um yeah i just there's there's just a lot there and it's like they have a really bad mix of veterans and rookies and 
I, I just I feel like they've got to at the deadline trade a lot of their veteran dudes, and that's just that's they got to be sellers at the deadline and try to retool this thing as best they can. All right, we got a handful left here. Uh, Rockets fifty five and a half. I have the over. I also have the over. I'm, I don't think that they're going to be winning sixty plus, but I still think they're going to be in the upper fifties. I think they're definitely going 60. I think they could be the one seed again in the West. It's definitely possible. I think losing Trevor Ariza does hurt them quite a bit. Not in the and regular season, that, though. I think I, they are going to pump the brakes on Chris Paul's minutes, and you're going to see 30-ish minutes a game sure. over the course of the season and more rest. Um, sure. So 58 games seems There's, right with them. Yeah, I just, I mean, their style is really conducive to regular season basketball. Like they're gonna, I, I think they're gonna do very. I think they're gonna be smart with the minutes, but uh, I mean, uh, I with yeah with hard I, with Harden again. I think though they can get sixty out of that team still. Golden State sixty three and a half games. What do you think? I have nothing written down for this because I'm going back and forth. So this is folks. This is the. Off the cusp, this is it's my thought. I'm going to say under. I think under, too. Oh, okay, good. Whew. Definitely think under. Um, I think Rockets Warriors are going to be right there, one, two, and they're both going to be um, you know, close to 60 games. I think the Warriors end up being the one seed with 61, 62 wins. I don't, 63, yeah. and a half, 63, 64 wins just seems too high. Um, I can't. I don't see why they would you want have, to win. You have Boogie the whole year. I, I'm probably have a different opinion, yeah. but Boogie's going to be brought along slowly and isn't going to be ready by the. I don't see why the Warriors want 64 wins at this point, and they're kind of a, no. They were, you know, I think they were a little bored last year and they won 58. So 64 wins seems high. Yeah. Um, speaking of, at least in my opinion, a, a high point or a win total. Denver Nuggets, 47 and a half wins. They won 46 last year. They had a lot. They had health issues with Paul Millsap, but I still like the under. I I think they're going to be close. Uh I don't think I don't like the over here. I want to I wanted to pick the over. I wanted to. I wanted to. But I had to pick the under. I'm sorry, Deuce. <laughs> if you're listening. I want you. I want the Nuggets to. Do, I want. I just want the Nuggets to make the damn playoffs for multiple reasons. But like, I want them to be good because I do like a lot of guys on our team, and we do talk a lot of basketball, Nuggets basketball, because of Deuce. Like I, I am invested in the Nuggets at this point. That like I do want to see them them get over the hump and make the playoffs, but. If I'm if I'm putting money down, I, like I just I can't. And with just how the competitive the West is going to be, and them them being the odd man out last year, like I'm just not there yet. Yep, I agree. I like their roster. I think they're going to be tough. This is more a tri- can be more attributed to how good the West is versus the Nuggets being still a solid team. It's just the but, West is even better. They won 46 last year. I think it's going to be very close. If the um, T Wolves and if the T Wolves and Blazers drop down, like there we go. there's your over there. I mean, I think they would yeah. they would be the team that takes that spot for sure. Right. Um Hornets, thirty five and a half games. 
under. I like the under. I think they're going to trade Kemba Walker. They won 36 games last year. They don't have Dwight Howard. He was really fucking good for them last year. Uh, Yeah, with like barely being able to lift his arms above his head most of the season. Yeah. (laughs) They won 36 games, yeah. Put up. Put up big numbers and uh, yeah, under. Feel really good about that. Um, and then lastly, the Boston Celtics. You got, you got one more team after that. Let's do the Mavs. Oh, the you Wizards. The Mavs. My bad. Um, no, we talked about the Wizards already. No, the Who Mavericks. Let's do the Mavericks one next. Oh shit, I skipped them. Um, Mavs thirty-four and a half games. I have the under. I think they're going to be. I'm very interested by that team. But I, I don't, ins- I don't see them improving over ten wins. I, I like, the yeah. Too. I Doncic. I mean, everyone's. If the Doncic thing is as real as everyone thinks, and I'm, I'm buying it more and more by the him and Jaron Jackson, like opinions from draft day, and just like I've just drank the Kool Aid on those two dudes since then. Like, um, I like their situations. I like, yeah, just the teams they fell, fell to have, have helped my my hype for them. Um. But I don't know if the Mavs have got more than that out of them this year. Yeah, I've got the under there. And sorry, it'd be Celtics, a huge jump. It'd be huge. Celtics fifty-eight and a half games. This is my five last year, and I like the over. Yeah, of the Raptors, Sixers, Pacers are the the three I think locks in the East for overs. Celtics are for sure a lock for me over wise as well. Um, they're gonna be. So good. <laughs> They're going to be very, very good. Um, regular season, playoff, I mean, every like they've got enough there. They will be quite a force. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I do not see – I'd be shocked if they don't win. If they, if they are under 60 wins this year, I will be very surprised. I would too. They're um, stacked roster. They can really guard any type of team. And they play in the Eastern Conference, which is obviously a bit of a bump. And they, evidently, if you ask Ryan Hollins, they have the eighth-best player in the league, and his name's Jason Tatum, not Kyrie Irving. Who knew? Wow. Yeah, I think that that could be true one day. I cannot say that I think that is true now. Um, so that's it. That's the over-unders. Uh, you and I need to figure we, out. We will be taking be 5% of any winnings on. you make of these bets. Well, at least, like, but we're on the honor system, so make sure you, uh, credit uh, you can find forward. us on Venmo. Yeah, yeah, you can find it. Um, Peach, do you have any, any shout-outs you want to do this week? Uh, I think I had some. I don't, you just really killed my buzz with taking on the Spurs, the Spurs Thunder from underneath my wings. The Spurs Thunder? I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I, I don't think I had anything crazy. Oh, I did. Oh, I know. One. I did want Michael Jordan donated two million dollars for the hurricane. Uh, that was oh. one little news thing we didn't cover. That was pretty cool of him. So help, um, out, his, help out his local, his local lads. Um, we do. Are we gonna do our our top three video game thing to end as our wet? Yeah, our, let, let's let's our do second, that. We don't have a name here. for it yes. Yet. Yeah. So since we don't have shout outs. Um, so PJ came up with the the fun idea. Let's do top three our top three favorite video game characters. Yeah, it's, it was a, it was an idea that just kind of like a fun just mushroom. No, I, I did want to ask you: Are you talking sports? Or are we talking everything? Talking like Nintendo, uh, 
Sony, like, yeah, any of the... I wouldn't say, like, sports video. I'm thinking, like, characters. Okay, I was one, saying characters. One of mine like is... Mario, is kind of, Toad. is definitely more sports. So. Uh, <laughs> Toad is very, uh, very topical right now, so that's good. That's why we're doing this segment, Ultra. Well, my first one, this is sports-related, but it's back. Are you going three sports. to one or one to three? Yeah, three to one. So Keisha Phillips is my first one, who Who's was Keisha an abs. Backyard football, backyard baseball, backyard. Oh no, that's basketball. a good pick. No, that's fine. That and that, that she was over she Pablo. Was, well, so Pablo is obviously the popular pick, right? He's the go. Keisha was under the radar, uh, solid in, in every single game that you played, and uh, especially football was an absolute monster. That's good. My number three is Luigi. Best Nintendo Luigi, character. He's your favorite. He's your go-to. Mario Kart, whatever. Yeah, a lot of people like Toad. I'm a Luigi guy. What can I say? So my second character is, and this is my pick in that universe, is Yoshi. Yoshi's fine. Yoshi's my guy. Um, you know, really, I am actually have been contemplating getting a Switch. Not really? just to be able to play the new Smash Bros, but like... I'm very in on that. Yeah. I, uh... Yeah. And just, like, the appeal of being able to play that, like, when you're flying places. Like, you can just bring that along with. Like, I'd be playing 2K on an airplane. I'm very into that idea. You like the mobility of it all. You like the... Yes. I mean, I, I can get behind that. I kind of... I mean, that was, like, what the PlayStation... What the, the handheld PlayStation one was. Well, they're, like, Game Boy, whatever thing. But... Now, it's funny you mentioned Smash Bros. Because I do have to read a funny tweet from uh, at Mike Drucker, who said, I guess Stormy Daniels close uh, chose to reference Mario Kart to describe sex with President because Trump is bad at Smash. Oh, my God. Brilliant Solid. tweet. Good job. Um, my number two, I have Master Chief of from Halo. Uh, who oh, did not, okay. Who did not want to be Master Master Chief was a badass character. Uh, that's a shout out to most of yeah middle school life. Halo's a fucking was the awesome game. I didn't have an Xbox, uh, so I had to go over to like a neighbor's house to always play. But that that game rocked. Um, then we got 360 and got it, and that yeah, Halo was awesome. It was very fun. You could be really fucking good and stuff, but like you could kind of be average and get on a hot streak. Like you wasn't a ton of precision to it, but. Just the Master Chief storyline, all of that was was pretty fucking awesome. I thought. Um. So I think, I think my number one. This is my definitely like my favorite game pl- growing up was uh, Assassin's Creed. So oh. Desmond Miles is the main guy from that, and he obviously like jumps into like different guys throughout time. But yeah, that's just my jumping in one. guys, very twenty eighteen of them. Yes, so I never saw the movie. Uh, no, I don't. I did not hear good things. I, I feel okay about the fact I have. Some would seen say it. it was the Orlando Magic of movies. <laughs> uh, I haven't man, seen that's either. Too though. bad. Um, but yeah, that is my number one. Uh, so I was going to. I didn't really. I like thought I I had one and I didn't really, but. I I just think this is a solid pick. Uh, you know, think of video games. I think he's. 
a staple of the the video game community and just uh, as far as uh the the top of a brand top of a just a you know you have of a platform in general sonic the hedgehog man Ooh, an to, all-time great all-time great like there's really not much to hate on him uh i forget the the what name of the game but the uh there's the the one game he had on like gamecube i really enjoyed playing too like later but um, like Master Chief and Sonic, I think I enjoy both them because I didn't have those systems when I was younger, so I had to go to friends. So I was like, and just playing some of those games, like, I enjoyed the shit out of them. And Sonic's a great arcade game as well. Um, just tough to, like, Mario being a plumber, whatever, man. Eh. But, like, Sonic, yeah, Hedgehog, I want a little, like, outside the box. It was a fun game, and uh, Deces and Mario just, like, reinvigor the, giving the Sonic rings to people. Uh, on their stuff like got a lot of love for sonic man solid ass video game character so the reason sonic is great i didn't get as as big into sonic i never had like a sega genesis or anything yeah i didn't have a sega i never had any sega anything yeah so that's what but like a friend i had like neighbors and stuff that did um so i would like play on them but then i got a gamecube oh sonic heroes that was what the game was called I have definitely never heard of Sonic Heroes. It was a GameCube game, like you. I'll send you something of it. It was like you kind of like rolled around and did. It was like a racing kind of weird thing. I'll, I'll find a clip, send it to you. Anyone? All right. Anyone who played that? Let me know. It was fun. It wasn't the greatest game, but it was kind of fun. I liked it. <laughs> All right. It was a Sega All game right. on Nintendo. It was a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> crossover, uh, baby. Yeah, great crossover. Um. All right. Well, let's close up shop here, man. We'll uh, we got one more pod here next week before I'm gonna take a brief hiatus, and you'll probably bring someone else in. We'll definitely. Well, I hope not. Um, take away your thunder like I did today. But um, thank you everyone for listening. Check us out at the point forward at uh, gmail.com uh, at the point forward and or at the point forward nba.com is our website leave us a review and we'll talk to all of you soon take the spurs over